sermon is titled Healed by His Stripes. Be enriched as you listen. This being our last Sunday of the month, we designated as our Supernatural Sunday, where we take some time to just remind ourselves that our God is a God who works miracles, who heals us, who delivers us, who intervenes in our life situation. So we're going to spend some time on that. We're going to spend some time looking into God's Word, and then we pray together and expect God to do wonderful things in our lives. Amen? One of the big questions that people always debate about, I, I, when I say people, I mean the Christian church, debates about is whether healing is in the atonement or not. So you'll have people on both sides, you know, some say, yeah, Jesus provided for our healing through his death on the cross. And then you'll have a lot of people, whole lot of people on the other side saying, no, 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 no. It was only spiritually, only dealt with sin. There's no healing and nothing else through the cross. And, you know, in the Christian world, you have people, of course, having different views. So we're going to just take some time to look at primarily two passages of Scripture concerning this matter. And then we're going to do something very practical. I just want to um, lead us through a little practical exercise, something that I find useful. I just thought we'll all do it together today. I didn't plan anybody else for, for this. So it's a little surprise for the media team and all of that. So they're not really... Okay, I think there's something with the mic. It's going on and off. Um, all right. So... Let's turn in our Bibles, please, to the book of Job, chapter 33. Job, chapter 33. And we're going to read verses 24 and 25. Job, chapter 33, verses 24 and 25. And here we have a man named Elihu who is speaking. Uh, just to give us a little context of what's happening, Job is a man who loves God, who, who fears God. He's, he's going through a very terrible time in his life. So Job is trying to understand, you know, why things are happening the way they are in his life. And four of his friends come. They are trying to explain to him or just give their thought and uh, hopefully be a support uh, to him uh, during this time in his life. Elihu is one of these four friends. Now what's interesting is, at the end of the book of Job, God rebukes three of these four people. He says, you haven't spoken correctly about me. But God does not rebuke Elihu. He doesn't rebuke this particular friend. So the implication or the understanding for us is, okay, so that means what Elihu said should have been okay with God. He didn't, he didn't rebuke him and say, hey, you just spoke gibberish and you know, I discard everything that you said. So this is a man speaking here in Job chapter 33. We're going to look at verses 24 and 25. So Elihu is explaining to Job how God would deal with a person who is sinning against him. And this is how God would intervene in his life. He says, then he is gracious to him and says, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be young like a child's. He shall return 
to the days of his youth. Verse 26. He shall pray to God and he will delight in him. He shall see his face with joy for he restores to man his righteousness. So what is Elihu saying? When a man is sinning against God and he's, he's doing all kinds of wrong things, God speaks to him. God tries to intervene in his life. And then, verse 24, God is gracious to him. God says, don't let him die. I have found a ransom. So everybody say, I have found a ransom. So God is saying, I have found a ransom. Now that word ransom is that same word. The word used here is the same root word that's used throughout the Old Testament talking about the ransom or the atonement that would be made whenever there was an offering for sin. So God is saying, I have found a ransom. And because God has found a ransom, how is God going to deal with this person who's been sinning and doing wrong things? He says, deliver him from going to the pit. Don't let him die. I found a ransom. Don't let him die. I will be gracious to him. I will show him mercy. But one of the things, the first things he mentions in verse 25, the result of God finding a ransom, one of the first things is this. His flesh shall be young like a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. Now that's an old way of saying, I'm going to restore him to health and help him regain his strength. So what do you mean my flesh shall become like a child's? Well, it's just a way of saying, I'm going to restore your health. I'm going to make you well. I'm going to make you strong. The point is this. One of the blessings of God finding a ransom. God says, I have found a ransom. What's the result? His flesh, his body will be healed and he will be restored to health. Now what is very interesting is that the book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible. It's even before books of Moses which means that way before even Moses came along these people had some insight given to them by God that if God found a ransom one of the benefits is there'll be heal health and healing for us are you understanding that God says I have found a ransom Therefore, his flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He will return to the days of his youth, meaning I will restore health. I will bring healing to that person because of the ransom. And you and I understand that the Lord Jesus Christ is the ultimate ransom. The ultimate redemption prize. And therefore we can conclude that because of that ransom, there is also healing. Among other things, of course, there's healing for us in the areas of our 
brokenness, in the areas of our sickness and disease, there's healing for us. The second passage we are going to go to is Isaiah chapter 53. This is undoubtedly a prophecy by Isaiah about the cross of Jesus. Nobody questions that. Nobody disputes that. About 730 years before this actually took place, prophet Isaiah is speaking and he's foretelling what will, what will happen on the cross. He's telling us something about what Jesus is going to accomplish on the cross. Isaiah 53. And in this prophecy about the cross, we look at verses 4 through 6, just a few verses. Isaiah says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions and He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now, when we look at the Hebrew in, in, for verse, num verse number four, where it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Those of us who like to do a little study, you go look up the Hebrew, of the, uh, the Hebrew word, griefs. It literally means sickness. And he has carried our sorrows. That word sorrow in Hebrew literally means pains. And so you have one set of people, teachers of the word of God, who would say, Isaiah 53 verse 4 says, Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. And therefore, verse 5, The chastisement that brought us peace or shalom was on him. That means his punishment released shalom into your life and mine. Shalom is total well-being. And by his wounds, we are healed. So on one side, you'll have people saying there is healing in the atonement, meaning when Jesus died on the cross, he carried our sicknesses, he carried our pains, and he released shalom to us, total well-being for us. He released healing for us. By his stripes, we are healed. Now, I... I admittedly, there are people on the other side who say, no, 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 it's all spiritual. There is no physical healing. So, so there's that dispute. We understand that. But what I want to point us to today is the Holy Spirit's commentary about Isaiah 53 verse 4. You know, we can argue with person A, what he says, and person B, what he says, and person C, what she says, and they can all have their opinions. But when the Holy Spirit is giving us his commentary, you don't argue with that. That's final. And so, in Matthew chapter 8, 
verses 16 and 17. You find the Holy Spirit giving us his commentary on what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, which we just read. What does the Holy Spirit say? Through the gospel writer Matthew. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17, this is what the gospel writer Matthew, inspired by the Holy Spirit, records. He says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Here ends the debate. You don't argue with this. The Holy Spirit is telling us something. He's saying, look, even the Lord Jesus in his earthly ministry, when they brought demon-possessed people and they brought people who were sick and hurting, he healed them. He delivered them. And he did it because of what he was going to do on the cross, which Isaiah had foretold. And the Holy Spirit Repeats Isaiah 53 verse 4 like this. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So no debating. Is it physical or not? It is, obviously. He's talking about physical healing. He's talking about people being healed in their bodies. People being set free from demonic powers of things that are troubling them. And he says, Jesus did that. Because of what he was going to do on the cross. So before the cross, Jesus could tell people, Son, your sins are forgiven you. The religious leaders questioned, on what, How could he forgive sins? But Jesus had the authority. Because he was going to be the one who was going to bear their sins. So in advance, he could say, I forgive you your sins. Similarly, he could heal people. From their physical sicknesses and ailments and, and, and set them free from demonic powers on the basis of what he was going to do on the cross. So is there healing in the cross? Yes, there is. Is there deliverance through the cross of Jesus? Yes, there is. In fact, that is the basis on which you and I can say, there's healing for me. That Jesus Christ on the cross, surely he bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. And there is no need for two of us to carry the same thing. He took my sicknesses so I don't need to carry them. He took my pains so I don't need to carry them. He took our sicknesses, our diseases to set us free from it. So on the basis of what Jesus did on the cross, you, and can, you can say, I can say, by his stripes, I have been healed. Amen? And we know what Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. So Peter, like you and me, is on the other side of the cross when he writes this. The cross is finished, it's done, the work is completed. And looking back 
not looking toward, but looking back to the cross. He says in 1 Peter 2.24, He himself bore our sins in his own body. So that's the sin part, dealing with the sin. That we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. But he also continues with this next part. By whose stripes you were healed. So on the cross, both sin and sickness was dealt with. Amen? So we can look back at the cross and say, Jesus took my sins, so I am forgiven. Jesus took my sicknesses, so by his stripes I've been healed. So body, body just agree with what Jesus did on the cross. Line up to what Jesus did on the cross. He took my sicknesses, he took my pains, and he released shalom. He released, he released healing for me, and I'm receiving it. Amen? So to all of us here this morning, if you're going through some emotional struggles, fear, anxiety, things that trouble us emotionally, there is healing for you and me through the cross of Jesus. Because the punishment He bore Release shalom, God's total peace for us. Shalom makes us completely whole. There are things in this world that break us and tear us apart. But he bore the punishment to make us whole. For those of us who are going through problems in our bodies... He took our sicknesses and bore our diseases so that by His wounds, healing has been released to us. Jesus would do today for you and me what He did back then in Bible times. On the basis of the cross, He would administer healing to you and me. Amen? So, they're going to do a little practical exercise right now. And what I'm going to do, and I like to do this in private, in my, in my room, and like to do this by myself, but I want all of us to engage in this exercise. We're going to look at a few verses in the Old Testament and a few verses in the New Testament, all verses concerning healing. We're going to read that verse and then we're going to speak it over ourselves. So I'm just going to say it and say you repeat it after me. Just speak God's word over yourself. Speak. And God watches over his word to perform it. God sends his word and heals us. His word will never go back to him empty. So the next few moments as we just do this little exercise together. Some verses in the Old Testament, some verses in the New Testament on healing. And just speak that word over ourselves. That word is God's holy word. It's not some ordinary word. It's God's word. 
There is power in God's word to heal, to deliver, to make us whole. So as you speak those words over your own self, expect God to work healing in your mind, in your body, or whatever, whatever area where you need the Lord to touch you and heal you. You expect God to do that. So, if you have your Bibles, you can follow with me. And uh, if the media team is able to do this, they might project the scriptures for us. But let's begin. Exodus 15, 26. So let's turn there. And I'm going to pray right now. Father, we pray that as we just go through the word and and then speak your holy word over ourselves. This moment, God, whether people are seated in the auditorium or they're watching online, as your word is being read and spoken, let healings take place. Let deliverances take place. Let shalom be released. Confirm your word. Because your word is truth. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus 15, verse 26. The Lord said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So let's say this together. My God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals me. Exodus 23 and, sorry, yeah, Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26. Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26. It reads, so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Let's say this together. I serve the Lord my God and he blesses my bread and my water. And he removes sickness away from my midst. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren amongst us. And the number of our days God will fulfill. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 15, please. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse just a few verses. From the old and a few from the new on healing. And we're just speaking those verses over ourselves. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 15, the first part. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. So let's say this together. The Lord takes away from me all sickness. Let's go now to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. 
We're going to read verse 7, verses 7, 10, and 16. Psalm 91, verses 7, 10, and 16. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. No evil will befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So let's say this together. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. But it will not come near me. No evil shall befall me. No plague or disease will come near my dwelling. With long life, God will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Psalm 103. It's a familiar psalm, the first three verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your sins. Who heals all your diseases. Let's say this together. I bless the Lord with all that's within me. I will not forget all His benefits. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Psalm 107, verse 20, please. Verse 19 and 20. Psalm 107, verses 19 and 20. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He sent His word and healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. Let's say this together. I cried out to the Lord. And he saved me. Out of my distress. He sent his word. And healed me. And delivered me. From destruction. Proverbs chapter 3 please. Proverbs 3, verses 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. So let's say this together. I fear the Lord and depart from evil. This is health to my body. Strength and healing to my bones. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22. My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So let's, let's say this together. I receive God's word. I keep it in me. And his word is life to me. And health to my whole body. Amen. Now we'll jump to the New Testament. We're 
Just a few verses from the old. So let's go to the new. Let's go to Matthew 8. We read Matthew 8, 17. We'll go back there and we'll look at a few more. Matthew 8, verse 17. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So let's say this together. The Lord Jesus took my sicknesses and bore my diseases. And so I refuse sickness and disease in my body in Jesus' name. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 11, please. Romans 8 and verse 11. It reads, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through His Spirit who dwells in you. So let's say this together. The Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. And He gives life to my physical body by His Spirit who lives in me. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, please. I'm going to read part of verse 13 and then verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13, the latter part. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. Verse 20. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So let's say this together. My body is not for sickness. It's for the Lord. And the Lord, who is Jehovah Rapha, He is for my body. My spirit, soul, and body were bought at a price. Therefore, I glorify God with my spirit, soul, and body, which are God's. My body is God's property. Satan, you have no right in my body. Sickness, you have no right in my body. My body, my mind, is God's property. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The last set of verses. So worship team, please come. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We look at verses 10 and 11. Paul says, Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be, made manif may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So Paul is saying, look, we're going through all these hardships. We're being beaten and almost being put to death for the sake of Jesus. But in the midst of all that, the life of Jesus is coming through my phys our physical bodies. So let's say this together. 
the life of Jesus is manifested in my body. The life of Jesus fills my physical body. Amen? So this is what I want to encourage us to practice. Speak God's word over your body. You know, if you went to the doctor, they give you a prescription. They say three times a day. Next five days, I don't know, sometimes next ten days. Three times a day, take this medicine. Prescription. Follow this. Do this over and over again. So how many days does it take? So many days. So here's a prescription. Take God's word. Speak it over yourself. Speak it over yourself. God watches over his word to perform it. It won't fail. His word will not go back to him empty. It won't go back to him. His word is filled with his power. So as you do this, God will make sure that the healing, the wholeness that we need in our mind, in our body, whatever, it will come through. Because his power is in his word. Amen? I believe that even this morning, even as we did this little exercise, God is faithful to make it happen for you and me. And we continue with this. We don't give up on it. Amen? This time we're going to just prepare our hearts and partake of the Lord's table. And the Lord's table is such a powerful thing. We heard this morning that when Jesus died on the cross, Isaiah said, surely, I mean, don't doubt this, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Surely. He took our sickness. He took our pains. And because of his punishment, we get shalom. We get the wholeness that comes from God. And by his stripes, we are healed. As we partake of the Lord's table, it's a way for you and me to say, God, I'm receiving what Jesus did for me on the cross. It's a very powerful way. So this morning as we partake of the Lord's table, let it be a moment that you say, Lord, I am receiving that for my life. Most of us would have brought the elements in with us. If you have, didn't bring it, please raise your hand and our ushers will come and serve you. You can just remain seated. Just raise your hand wherever you are. And our ushers will come and serve you. And then we're going to pray and partake together. The Apostle Paul said that each time we do this, we are proclaiming the Lord's death. We are making a proclamation, a declaration that we believe in what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross.
Paul says, we, we take that cup of blessing. We are drinking of that cup. In other words, we are receiving that blessing. So as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we're saying, Lord, I'm receiving the blessing for my body, for my mind, for my whole being. Everything Jesus did, I'm receiving it. I'm bringing my family, I'm bringing my household under the blood of Jesus Christ. So Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we sanctify these simple elements of wafer and juice. That as we partake, we proclaim the Lord's death. We proclaim the cross of Jesus. We proclaim that our, He took our sins, He took our sicknesses, our diseases. We proclaim that He released shalom for us. He released healing for us. And we are receiving it. And Father, even in this place and those watching online, as we partake this morning, we ask that by the power of the Holy Spirit, You will administer to each of us, Lord, the blessing, the healing, the wholeness, the deliverance, the victory, Every provision that was made, administer to it to us personally by your Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus said, Take it. This is my body that's given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread together, please. The Lord Jesus said, this is my blood of the new covenant that is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. By His blood, we've been forgiven. We've been redeemed. We've been bought at a price. Your body was bought at a price. Our mind, our emotions were bought at a price. Our spirit was bought at a price. They are God's property. Let's partake of the cup together knowing what the blood of Jesus has done for us. Let's partake together, please.
Let's please rise to our feet as the worship team leads us. I want you to say, I want you to extend your faith in God and say, Father, I thank you for my healing, for my, for my wholeness, for my deliverance. Thank Him for it. Give Him thanks. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Right now, just thank Him. Because the work was done 2,000 years ago. It was completed for you and me. So just thank Him for what He's given. Thank Him for the blessing.
Father, we just thank you that your word is full of your power. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to each one here. That no one goes from this place without receiving your touch and your ministry. Thank you, O God. For your life-giving word and the, the life of your spirit. Healing, delivering, making us whole. Thank you. And Father, we pray that you will use us to minister this to other people. That we will be carriers of the blessings of the cross to other people outside, ministering to them, helping them experience the power of the cross of Jesus. We thank you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. 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 Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. 
For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.